You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio. The whole band isn't here. We've got Lorraine and Jeff. So this is your third album um, that you guys are releasing. Mm -hmm. Um, So how is it different than your first, say, and your second? Well, the first record, I feel like, was kind of, you know, we were a really new band. It was like, okay, let's get something together just to tape so we can go on tour and kind of like have our sound out there and what we're doing. Um, So our first full length was in 2015. And so it's been almost two years. And I would say compared to that one, that one was like a lot more repetitive grooves, like psychedelic kraut rock stuff. There was a lot more free jazz influence or a lot more horns and wind instruments. And it's funny because Lorraine, Lorraine plays a lot more of those instruments now. Um, and they're still present in the songs, but they're not kind of as much of a feature. I feel like this record population that's coming out in May is um, it's a lot harder hitting, more rhythmic. Um, the songs are kind of more about like these weird locked in rhythms that are... Um, you know, they're they're groovy, but at the same time, pretty angular and kind of that post-punk, like, no-wave sort of thing. They're still long songs, but they're a lot more structured than they were in the past. And for me, I'm just, the instruments I'm playing are different. I'm playing a lot more sax and flute as opposed to clarinet, which I did on the first record, and I'm singing more. Um, I got more into synths on this album, so there's more of that. Um, Just playing with different things and seeing what kind of ideas you make. So I noticed um, that you guys have four band members, and mm-hmm. then you you guys play a range of instruments. Um, and I know that a lot of people were noting just the instruments that you guys play. And I guess for this third album, do you guys are you guys incorporating a lot more into that? Or yeah, there's definitely a, um, as many, if not more, um, instruments, and we've gotten some people because we've we've toured with a rotating. Um, group of people um, who have played auxiliary instruments like Kurt Oren has played saxophone for us um, on tour and he's on the the next album as well Um, and our trumpet player Peter Gillette he doesn't tour with us anymore but he's on the album Um, and like I said I've been kind of experimenting with new instruments and so this is my saxophone deb- debut on <laughs> on a record as well. Yeah, Lorraine's really like humble about it, but I mean at this point at the shows because we finally have a dedicated bass player, 
I, I do a little sense, but I mostly stick to the guitar and vocals, and Lorraine's just, like, switching like crazy. I mean, at this point, I th- like, in an average show, she's singing synths, like, synth bass, flute, and alto sax, so she's, like, running around a lot, and the rest of us are just kind of, like, you know watching maybe jealously after that's we the choreography part instruments. of it I but was yeah yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's hardest for her i mean i used to i used to move around a lot more but honestly it's really been nice to, to have a dedicated bass player just because um you know thanks to him we're able to do a lot more of the like these kind of weird locked in rhythms um that that kind of characterize the new record been on tour before a oh yeah, we've yeah, a yeah. Lot. we played almost 300 shows in the past two years mm-hmm. and no well past three and a three, half years three years yeah. <laughs> yeah um i mean last year we were on tour for two months during the spring and then we did another little summer thing and then we did two weeks in the fall um and before that we've also gone on some other long tours we usually do one long tour a year um, but it's just really fun. It's fun to go out on the road, especially fun when we have a new album to uh, to put out there and to share with people. I really like to just like get into the zen of playing the songs every night. And mm-hmm. you kind of find like a different space when you've done it over and over and over again. It takes about two weeks and then you're like, all right, now like I yeah. really know like how yeah. to do this. I'm like totally coordinated as far as like every switch that i'm gonna make and and just like finding the heart of it is there any like really weird cities yeah Yeah. it's it's hard to even know i mean so we've toured we've we've done pretty much all the major north american cities except for florida and then we haven't done salt lake city but we're doing salt lake city on this tour so that should be yeah that's gonna probably be a weird yeah i really wouldn't i'm looking forward to it. it it would be hard to know where to even begin i mean like Last tour, definitely playing a super late night show in a strip mall in Phoenix was like pretty evocative really of weird. the of how terrifying of a existing thing Phoenix is. <laughs> you know, where it's just like, oh, we're just in the desert, and suddenly there's this endless strip mall sprawl surrounded, ringed by golf courses, mansions, and like military contractors. And so, yeah, that was that was kind of a trip. What else? What were some? I mean, coming back across from Seattle to Chicago, you have to. Um, go you know across go the great west <laughs> yes. and the yes. uh, last year we went across montana and we played missoula and we played billings and then we played fargo and it's just like long drives these towns that it's kind of bleak out there <laughs> yeah i mean well you're just in like fracking country and yeah. i remember when we first posted that tour like uh, there were a lot of comments like man this these drives are crazy like i you know i remember when I would do stuff like this, but I don't know why anybody would take this route. And I'm like, well, when you're in Seattle, like, how do you expect to get back from 
to Chicago. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess you could go back down the coast, but we'd already come that way. So, yeah, but I mean, I love playing those places, though. I mean, playing, like, you know, a hardcore show space in Fargo, North Dakota on a weeknight when, like, a bunch of kids come out because there's nothing else going on is a pretty rewarding experience. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of because the towns are bleak. Yeah. Um, maybe that fits with, the like, the bleaker aspects of the music, too. But it's, like, totally. you know, it's kind of it's kind of fun out there. We tend yeah, to play metal shows. took some of my videos and um just the obscurity of the videos and things and um so i watched one i watched chapels and i know it's kind yeah. of an old one um but it, it really creeped me out <laughs> 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 and um i'm just uh, tell me like how did you guys get to that point like wh- who saw the vision for the video yeah uh we worked with emily esperanza did that video for us and it was really kind of her idea and she deals a lot with like femininity and like like warped femininity and and how we um, see female bodies in these like weird shapes that you can really see. Um, we worked with two Buto dancers. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Well, yeah, we. I mean, but yeah, like Lorraine was saying, you know, we worked with um, a couple like Buto practitioners, which you know, it's like a, a performance art form that originated okay. in Japan, like in the in the '70s mostly, I think. And, uh, yeah, they just kind of went with it. I mean, you know, it's a combination of the, the like, live performance with us in the masks and then them doing this kind of exploratory thing. Oh, I, sorry. Go ahead, yeah. I was going to say it was kind of, um, the idea was, was based around this idea of twinning, and which is, like, a, a horror trope, but it's also the mirror of these two women who looked so much alike mm-hmm. that they were, they, were, they were and working together and finding different physical ways to kind of combine these two women we actually worked with her on our um we worked with emily on our album jacket for this newest record um for the photography for it as well so you mentioned um i think it was in conversation um you're gonna have a you've finished another video then yeah 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 we filmed that down in texas when we were both down there with a friend of ours and it's um yeah, I think I, th- I think you'll be into it because it's 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 also it has this surreal and kind of mask centered aspect, but it's it's a lot more playful. Like it's a lot, you know, it's 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 kind of dark, but it's really it's silly and playful at the same time too. I don't want to give too much away about it, but it's like enormous metal wheel prop we made in this kind of post apocalyptic fairyland feel, and Lorraine and I are both in it. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to sharing that, but. It'll, it'll be a, it'll be a change of pace. This and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.